More than half of all companies globally are family-owned or operated. Family businesses contribute 70% of the world's GDP and account for 65% of jobs. Their voices are important. Their stories must be told. Brought to you by the award-winning publication, Tharavat Magazine. This is the Family Business Voice with your host, Ramya Elagami. On this episode of the Family Business Voice, we discover the story behind South African family business Boplas 1743. We spoke to Fanny van der Meere, ninth generation general manager, about stewardship, legacy, and maintaining balance in the family enterprise. Taking over from his father in the 1980s, Fani has shouldered the responsibility of guiding the family business, a working farm that also accommodates guests, for more than three decades. Now, with the departure of his brother from the business after 28 of those years, he feels more than ever that instilling value of stewardship in his sons and the generations that follow is his most important obligation. How do you maintain such passion and dedication after hundreds of years in business? Find out in this episode with Fani. When you officially started working on the farm and considered it your career, what was that like for you? Were you conscious of the fact that you're part of, you know, one of the oldest family business legacies in the world and certainly South Africa's oldest family business farm? Like, was that something that you had consciously on your mind when you started working with the family business? Yeah, uh, Ramia, I think for sure, uh, as I started, uh, it was mentioned to us, uh, and we grew up in the, in the situation in this old building and on the old farmyard and coming from 1743. I, I think the whole idea of, uh, of being part of this family started uh, the, the eighth generation from my grandfather because he uh, loved to, to renovate the old buildings and uh, focus on the history of Woplas 1743. And uh, afterwards, my father built it up as well. Mm. So, yeah, when I joined it, for sure, it was, it was uh, part of my mind and setting. And, uh, yeah, I think the, the responsibility that comes with it is uh, quite mm. a, a huge one to be. When you look back at the at the Boplas farm's history over the last few hundred years, what are the most pivotal moments where you're like, okay, this is moments where that had the biggest impact on us as a family business? Like, you know, these were the moments in our history that we remember most. Uh, me and my brother worked together for about 28 years, and that was a very nice and great experience to be in. So in 2011, he decided to split with me, to uh, break up with me and uh, do his own thing. Mm-hmm. At that stage, it, it was quite a hard knock for me and I think for the business as well. But for the best, I think uh, after that, um, my family um, expanded uh, a hell of a lot uh, for, since uh, 2011. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we uh, up 10 times our... Um, our gross uh, income and uh, bought some other farms and getting into some new business and expand the old things. Tell us more about how do you operate today? So you said like, so your family members, who is involved currently of the family in running a Boplas? Yeah, so at the moment, uh, I'm the managing director of Boplas 1743. And on top of Boplas 1743, there's a, uh, 1743, there's a, holding company called Great Force, mm-hmm. and that's a family investment company. So 
the partners in that family company is myself or my trust, and uh, I have four sons, so uh, all of them are involved at that great force um, investment company. Mm-hmm. And yeah, all of them are working at the moment for uh, for Work Plus Seventy Forty Three as uh, as an operational company. So uh, yeah, I've been uh, the MD uh, for Work Plus for about uh, I think thirty years now, and my eldest son joined about eleven years ago, and the youngest get in about four years ago. Wow! And yeah, I think that the, the main thing for coming into a business, a family member uh, for us. Uh, very important is uh, there must be a job for you to be done. Mm-hmm. You can't just join the, the company because your father is the MD or whatever. Yeah. So uh, all of them uh, did work for other uh, companies and other organizations okay. in South Africa. Uh, and uh, whenever some job uh, came open in, in Warplas, um, yes, they get involved. Uh, through the right steps uh, to get part of the, the business as a uh, workforce. It's very interesting to us to observe family businesses that have been around as long as yours because everyone wants to understand what is the secret, the secret of your success over so many centuries. Is there a secret or is it a combination of factors? What do you attribute it to? What have you always thought about why your family has achieved something that so many people struggle to achieve? I don't think there's uh, any secret or secrets. Uh, I think for starters, uh, it's a grace of our, our Lord that uh, kept us uh, moving and keep us moving at the moment. So uh, we are so believers in, in Him. So, so I think that uh, drive us to, to get better and better. Uh, the other thing is uh, one of our core values is uh, stewardship. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I think in, in short, that means that uh, you are just part of a chain in this whole family uh, continuing business. So, uh, as we are saying, uh, what you inherit from your fathers, you borrow from your children. Mm-hmm. So, that explains what, what is my role and every other generation coming uh, roll into this whole chain of family family business. So it's not about yourself, it's about the whole family and the continuous um, grow of, of the business as well. And uh, as soon as you see this as the way to go, you can sort yourself out and the business as well. You know, you were talking about policies that regard the the merit of the family members coming into the business, right? Like, so what, as you said, like also defining the stewardship of, of what they have to do. Was your generation the first generation to implement governance and these kinds of policies? Or did your father and grandfather and great-grandfather already implement certain frameworks of, you know, around ownership and how the family should behave towards the business? Or are you the first generation to do that? No, I think it started about uh, a generation ago with my father. But that, that was a very informal way of doing it. Just like uh, telling us the way between me and my brother. Yeah. Uh, but... Uh, even then, uh, for me being the, the MD of that company as well, I, uh, I saw some uh, struggling points between family members and, uh, and then started to write it down and sign it off by both uh, my mm-hmm. brother and myself. Uh, and now with the four uh, sons invo- involved, uh, it's just more important to keep all these policies in place. Mm-hmm. 
to be a part of a healthy governance business. Uh, yeah, so we, we have a family constitution that we are looking at uh, every two to three years. Uh, we have a follow-up plan uh, in place uh, uh, when I would like to retire or perhaps every, uh, some of them, uh, something happened to them. Mm. So that's in place and we are looking at that for uh, every two, three years. Uh, yeah. we We've we done strategic sessions, uh, decided which way to go with the business. Yeah, so policy is a, it's a great thing for me. It's interesting you be so open to embracing this. Many family businesses struggle to have these conversations. Is there anything that, you, that you've done with your sons or with your family that allows to be able to talk about these things so openly? So is there a tip that you have about how to communicate with family members around these topics that can be difficult because they can be quite emotional? So what has made you successful in, in talking about these policies? I think for starters, when they grew up, uh, we as a family uh, tried to be as uh, tight as possible and uh, me myself spending some valuable time with them. I think that's important. At this moment, I think it's for the last uh, three, four years. Uh, every month, the first Friday of every month that morning, we are sitting as a family forum around the table and, uh, and talk a lot of stuff through. And yeah, give everyone a free chance to uh, to say what is on his mind. And um, at the moment, it's working quite good for us. Have you ever had an instance where you've needed outside help to help you with a situation in the family business? Yeah, we started way back uh, to uh, get some uh, directors on board, mm -hmm. on our board, outside directors. Mm -hmm. um, non-exec directors to help us uh, as, as a board member. And as a family, uh, yeah, we used a lot of other uh, consultants to, to help us and sort things out if necessary. Mm -hmm. At the moment, I think the, the most of the things we can sort out by, by ourselves because yeah. we, we, we learned ourselves some skills of listening and talking it through and decided which is the best way for the business. But on the other hand, which is the best way for each and every of us being family members. You have this reputation, obviously, for the history, right? Like, and you proudly put the founding year into the name itself, Spo Plus 1743. But there's also a lot of innovation that needs to happen constantly in a family business. How do you talk about this? Like, where do you balance new ideas with what you want to preserve? Like, how do you go about that? As far as the history is concerned, we are looking back with uh, grateful minds for what our um, father's done for us and uh, leave us with. So we are very grateful uh, of, of this. Uh, and looking to the future, we've done this Gallup Strength Finder. I don't know if you, you know about this. It's an American program looking at the strengths. I think there's 34 strengths in the world. So all of us went through this, uh, this program to see what is the five biggest strengths uh, of each and everybody of us so that we can uh, utilize this, these okay. strengths. So, yeah, two of this group uh, of us is uh, strategic guys. So they're always looking for new stuff and new innovations and whatever. So they are driving us mad about all the new <laughs> things. And that's uh, agricultural based at all, uh, always. Uh, like, for instance, I think about three years ago, we decided as uh, agriculturists that we would like to go sustainably green. So we've started our sun uh, uh, 
plant electricity about two years ago. So that's a, quite a new thing for South Africa as far as agriculture is concerned. Well, we are the first guys that uh, use the floatable solar on a dam in Africa. Wow. Um, so that was a, a new thing as well. We are looking at uh, cannabis uh, plant at the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, uh, it's been building. So for South Africa, that's, that's new as well. Yeah, yeah. so there's a never-ending way of new inno- innovation in our group. But uh, as we discussed it, we always go to a financial plan, a 10-year plan, a good cash flow plan. So if everything lands on our table, it's not looking good. We just wipe it off the table and looking at each other, uh, some other stuff. So you explained to us, like, you know, how uh, Bopla 1743 is obviously it's not the same company anymore as even a few years ago. Um, but one thing that is that is quite incredible, if you look at your current stage, is that you've actually been declared a national monument. Is that right? Yeah. So when did that happen? And did that change in any way how you all looked at the business? Was that something that you really wanted, you've been looking for for a long time? Or how did that play into your brand reputation afterwards? Like what changed when that happened? Romeo, that uh, proclamation of the National Monument happened in 1973. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was uh, still when my father is and my mother was staying on the old uh, farmyard. I think uh, the main thing at that stage was to get this whole farmyard intact as it were for all the generations. So this is the only farmyard in South Africa that's fully intact with the five main buildings that was uh, part of of a farmyard at that time. So there's a watermill, a soap house, uh, a bakehouse, the main house, and a wagon house. I don't know if you... uh, familiar with all the terms, mm-hmm. but that, 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 that's part of old farm yard. And it's the only one in South Africa that is fully intact. So I think for, for, for us growing up there, uh, it, uh, it put something into our minds to, uh, to know where you come from. And I think for my children, and as I grew older, I see this happening. People want to go back to their roots. And uh, so my children and my grandchildren, all of the other generations coming up, uh, can go back to Boerplast, this old farmyard, and see where they all are coming from. What is that like for you to face, the obviously, the controversy that exists in South Africa around the land ownership and the history, of course, of these things? Like, how have you, as a family, dealt with that in relation to your reputation? Have you taken a always taken an outwardly clear position? Like, you know, how have you, how have you dealt with a topic that is so delicate in the context of your country? Yeah, I think uh, we, we just, we try to keep up with what's the, the newest ways of doing uh, and, mm-hmm. uh, and the government's way of seeing things. I think the other thing is that uh, uh, we always say and believe that our people are our biggest asset. I think at this stage, we have about a thousand employees uh, working for us. Wow. So they are the biggest uh, asset for us. So we um, we put a lot back into their um, uh, way of living and to uplift them and to make them part of the business. Mm-hmm. Uh, five years ago, we decided to do profit share with the guys working wow. for us. Amazing. Um, so we see it uh, rather like uh, opportunity than... Uh, uh, something's going to happen with us. and But we have to be uh, uh, careful and wake up and see what's going on. 
at the moment, it doesn't bother me, as I, as I told you so much, because uh, we focus on moving forward, uh, yeah. new opportunities, the best ways and means of doing business and not looking at all those negative uh, things that surround us in South Africa. What do you think will be the biggest challenge for your sons going forward in this industry? Like, what do you think, or like even the other industries that they're entering into, what do you warn them about? Like, you know, do you give them some cautions about like what to maybe look out for, things that you see are going to happen that you can anticipate and that maybe they can't? I think as far as the business is concerned, uh, the practical side of it's uh, the, the climate change is uh, it's quite a struggle for us for the past four years because we went through uh, two very dry years. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I think that's that's a challenge for them. I think the other one is to be in uh, constantly being uh, up with uh, with all the new um, technology and the ways of doing things, planting trees. Um, yeah, so I think that's another thing. I think the main worry for me is that uh, if the business is growing, like if it's growing at the moment, I have to teach them very well to handle wealth uh, mm. and uh, put their money in the right places and, and, and yeah. ways of doing it and uh, translate that over to the next generation as well because, you know, money is a hell of a thing. Uh, you, we can't be without it, but uh, we have to be very responsible in, in doing, doing the right thing. For you, what are sort of like the main movements that you're trying to look out for now in terms of like, you know, your businesses. So you've already mentioned renewable energy that you're, you're going into that and all of these things. What else are you looking at? What else are you preparing for? But also what is it that you'd love for your family business to achieve still? Like, you know, what is there like a dream for you where you're like, Oh, you know what? I would love for us to, you know, either enter this industry or reach a certain size. Is there something in your mind that is very clear, still part of your ambition? I think as far as I'm concerned, um, the next generation have to decide which way would they like to go. I think as my own goals uh, as uh, is reaching in, in, in a lot of ways, uh, as far as the growth of the company and as far as all the, uh, the, the kids are involved and doing their job and uh, doing a nice job at this stage. As far as the business is concerned, I think we... we uh, put a peck in the ground as far as sustainable, to be sustainable in whatever we are doing. And uh, to get there, we have to uh, look after our people, look after the, the earth, uh, the uh, nature. So we are talking about sustainably green. Mm -hmm. So we are very proud of using green power. Mm -hmm. We are involved in, uh, in soil health. Because uh, that's a great thing for us to be in uh, yeah. and to, to be sustainable as well. And we're putting up nets uh, on our trees for sunburn to get a better product in the market. We are looking at new markets, new cultivars. Uh, yeah, so um, I think there's there's a lot of great things coming up. It's it's a wonderful story, Fanny. Thank you so much for sharing it. We're we're so delighted to have you in the magazine. I can't thank you enough, really. Yeah, it's great. It's nice, nice chatting to you and uh, sharing uh, our uh, story with you. Thank you for listening to the Family Business Voice. Subscribe to our channels now on iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, or Spotify to be notified of our weekly episodes.